African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're broadcasting African Dialogue today right here from Eswatini, uh, that is uh, formerly known as Swaziland. Uh, you're listening to me, Benjamin Mushatama, right here on African Dialogue, where we're broadcasting from the Cold Chain Summit, which is taking place here at the Mavuso Trade and Exhibition Center at Manzini at Eswatini. A very interesting uh, summit indeed. It is the first one, and what has been amazing this uh, particular day is the fact that uh, it's been packed in the uh, summit room and just everyone filling that room. One of the first summits I've ever seen where people are really engaging with the, uh, the, the delegates and the speakers right there paying attention to this particular uh, cold chain summit. You're probably asking yourself, Ben, tell us already what the cold chain summit is. It's aiming to bring together various key players and stakeholders in the ag- agricultural sector in the SADC region to focus on how to maximize on the value chain systems in agriculture. There's no doubt that agriculture is becoming more and more a base uh, for African economies and that's how they're becoming more sustained. It is also important in the same vein to emphasize that the agriculture sector is still yet to be exploited comprehensively as there still remains to be gaps in the value chain system and the market. The continent also needs to strengthen its regional collaboration collaborative methods to exploit business strategies aligned uh, to the value chain system. Well, right now we're joined by Mr. Trevor Dukes, who is uh, joining us uh, as the chairman of the Produce Marketing Association. We're speaking today, looking at a very interesting topic of the role of uh, uh, PMA, uh, a network in fresh produce marketing. And it's very interesting because someone would say maybe how do you see a value chain system uh, kind of associated with marketing and I'm sure we'll speak around that. Uh, uh, thank you for giving us your time Mr. Jukes. It's a pleasure. It's nice to be here to represent the PMA. Sure, tell us a little bit about why would the PMA as an international body be interested in a summit like this, especially because the fact that someone wouldn't think that marketing is part of an agricultural value chain system. Yeah, so first of all, we have, a, uh, we, are, we have a regional office in South Africa, in Southern Africa, and we represent the PMA there. Uh, and Eswatini is a natural integration. A lot of the product flows from Eswatini into Southern Africa, mm. as well as into the export market. And there are South Africa stakeholders involved with Eswatini. Mm. But we felt it important, it's the inaugural event, and we felt it important to come and support and to understand more on the ground what is happening in Eswatini and how the PMA can play a role. But the NAM board, uh, the NAM board of Eswatini is a member of the PMA, and they, mm. were, they joined us last week at our 
flagship event, uh, the PMA Fresh Connections held in Cape Town, mm. and got to also network with the, uh, the stake international stakeholders and local stakeholders mm. around the PMA network and, and what it stands for and what value we believe we can bring and offer and also facilitate amongst the stakeholders in agriculture and, and the floral, uh, fresh and floral sector. Tell us a little bit about produce, the, the Produce Marketing Association, what it does, uh, what does the association specifically focus on? So th there's five, uh, five focus areas that we speak of, and the first one is talent, uh, and we really believe we need to focus around the next generation talent within the industry, and, mm -hmm. and we, we really try and expose uh, some young students coming out of uh, graduates, uh, coming out and coming into the, the career of agriculture and fresh produce and the floral sector. And uh, what a better way to expose them to, to, to a group of stakeholders and thought leaders mm. at summits such as Iswatini or our own summit and the Fresh Connections and really get them to meet and greet, um, possibly get some internships or even some career opportunities within that. So the talent is the first one. The second one uh, is our global connections. Mm. We believe that the PMA can really offer a global network for local stakeholders. So we like to say grow local, connect global. Mm. So. Um, uh, the, the network within the PMA reaches from, from America through to the east and down to Australasia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that anyone in the agricultural sector, if they are able to access that network and, and learn from them and, and engage with them, can add value to their business. The other one, the other pillars are science and technology. Sure. Obviously, food safety is an important part. Technology with precision agriculture is, uh, is fast changing and ever changing, and the PMA offers an umbrella approach to that. And then lastly, uh, we have the sustainability side. Mm -hmm. And uh, sustainability is certainly something for the future. And we need to be custodians of our land and our resources, but also the value chain from carbon footprinting mm -hmm. and to the way we handle our packaging products from that there. So um, we really have some core, core pillars, and I believe all of those embrace what the PMA does and what, what value it can offer to its members. You know, it, it sounds uh, very complex uh, from where I'm sitting right now because one would have thought that when you think of farming it's just uh, uh, you know growing some veggies uh, raising some cattle and just making sure they get to a butcher somewhere and uh, they get eaten by human beings but it seems like the value chain system is is more complex that, than that and more elaborate let's come back to what you do in terms of that value chain system what are we talking about uh, when we're talking about uh, produce marketing we, we're talking about taking the produce from the primary field, from the farmer, uh, all the way to the to the end user, whether it's the consumer, whether it's the retailer. It can be the end user, it could be the, the Joburg municipal market or even the local markets here. But ultimately, it's, a, it's about the global movement and distribution and the supply chain of agricultural produce from the, from the producer all the way to the end user. And obviously, in a global context, that involves the cold chain it and it involves uh, the harvest side, mm. uh, cooling the product, getting it onto the ships and getting it to the end user and then the, then the export logistics as well. So the, pro the Produce Marketing Association umbrella, umbrellas all of those factors. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, uh, marketing can only be done with good quality product. You know, so so the, the, the Produce Marketing Association, its end goal is good, uh, healthy, safe product to the end consumer and basically the upliftment of all the stakeholders in the value chain. Let's zoom into this word marketing. It's a yeah. very important one, especially when it comes to agriculture. Something that sometimes we see as the last phase, but it's very important because it probably starts at the beginning uh, of even the process of the farmer trying to actually get his goods out of the farm after the harvesting season. 
Let's zoom into that particular word. How important is it in agriculture and how is it unique in this particular industry? Uh, it's critical. Uh, the marketing side, I think that we, we, we always strive and aspire to know the market better each day, which is changing. Mm -hmm. you know, from the retail trends, from the consumer habits, whether it's snacking, whether it's packaging, whether it's social media, whether it's QR codes, mm -hmm. the marketing embraces that. Mm -hmm. And we need, uh, we need the retailers and the, and the consumers of the product to connect with the producers and vice versa. So the marketing really highlights that. It also uh, does research onto, into, into different markets, mm. consumer trends, mm. uh, and it really, it really enables each one, each stakeholder, uh, to make the most and to add value to their product. So mm. the, the marketing is not, it's not the be-all and end-all, but without the marketing, I think a lot of product uh, would not reach the destination that it deserves to mm. and achieve the value that it deserves to for, for the producer or for the role players in the chain. You are listening to African Dialogue with me, Benjamin Moshatama. We're right here broadcasting live from the Cold Chain Summit, which is taking place at the Mavusa Trade and Exhibition Center at Manzini, right here in the beautiful Eswatini, formerly known as Swaziland. And we're speaking now to uh, Mr. Trevor Dukes, who is the chairman of Produce Marketing Association. And we've been speaking around how marketing is also key in terms of the value chain system in agriculture you know what are the pitfalls where we're getting this thing wrong i know sometimes when you think of a farmer you just think of a man who has his tools in a farm and is busy harvesting the entire year but what can african farmers do better especially in the marketing arena in order to make sure that uh, they also understand that perspective of their business and can also um, benefit from it yeah, so I mean, farming is a farming is a capital-intensive business, sure. um, and it's about the land and the resources, optimizing those. And mistakes are made, but they can be very costly. Mm. So I think uh, from the PMA side, uh, farmers and producers need to connect uh, with partners, uh, either strategic partners, and even if they are independent, mm. they need to connect with partners down the chain mm. to fully have a transparent view on what happens with their product and where it goes, and who's dealing with their product. Uh, I don't believe it's healthy for, for producers to be handing over their product and be doing that blind and, and, and not seeing the end result. And even if they haven't got a stake in the value chain, but to understand which are their partners who can help them. Mm -hmm. So whether it's uh, horticulturists or agronomists on the farm, uh, optimizing the resources and the potential of the different crops that they're growing, uh, or whether it's uh, stakeholders such as the, the Cold Chain Summit in terms of enhancing the value chain mm. or whether it's processing plants that are going to pack the fruit and store the fruit or the distribution channels. Know who you're working with, uh, get to understand them, get to partner with them and obviously trust them uh, and build your business from there. But the, the pitfalls are expensive mm. and the pitfalls uh, erode value when the, when the product is not of the right quality mm. and doesn't end up at the, at the destinations intended for. Especially at the right time especially at the right time. So yeah. those windows are changing. It's an ever-moving market. Varieties are changing. If you're talking about fruit, mm. obviously on vegetables also. And, and, and when you talk fruit, you know, you plant something for 20 years. Mm. So what you choose today, you need to know will work in 10 and 20 years' time because mm. uh, it's also expensive to change. And consumers change. So mm. if you talk about seedless grapes, uh, no one nowadays really wants to buy the seeded, the seeded grapes. So mm. seedless grapes is something, is a good example mm. on how you need to reinvest and keep up with those things and all of those have a timing factor and a quality factor. Mm. And, and let's look up around the, the whole 
process internationally whereby we're starting to see more and more um, farmers taking hold of their products, even getting to a point where they're also becoming interested in the distribution process. They're also becoming more interested in the packaging process of uh, their goods. It's a very European thing uh, where consumers want to be connected to the farmers. Are you seeing that becoming more of a trend in Africa or is there still a long way to go in that diversification in a, in a farmer's uh, uh, space uh, whereby they're diversifying their own uh, trade in terms of not just focusing on just the farming element and the intensive elements but also uh, thinking of uh, the, the, far, the, the, the packaging processes and also the distribution levels. Yes, certainly I think it's a trend and certainly I think on a commercial scale the world has got smaller mm. uh, and everyone has visibility into the, the chain if they choose to. Mm. Uh, and I do think that um, that is changing on a day-to-day basis and uh, items like you mentioned about the packaging, about uh, the feedback from the consumer, uh, you get QR codes where you can scan the code, you get the story behind the product, those are all more, more and more important every day. And with that comes the sustainability message. Not only the food safety, because that's a given. Uh, everything we do is a given in terms of food safety. But the sustainability side on how we got the product there and what we, are deliver- what we do to, to improve our sustainability footprint is definitely something coming to the fore. But there is the other element of the, of the small-scale farmers where uh, obviously that, uh, even though they have the technology, it's not yet filtrated throughout and they're delivering to the local market and they're delivering to the municipal markets and that also has a, a tremendous impact on the economy which is very positive. But uh, in terms of commercial and in terms of the, the big retailers and in terms of exports, the visibility through, um, through the chain and from the consumer back is, is definitely something to consider. And let's move into the arena of social media and the fourth industrial revolution. Let's start with the social media aspects. Are they having an impact on farmers? Are they also adapting to that space on informing maybe their customer base and also uh, maybe their networks in terms of their goods and their pricing? On that particular level, is, is it assisting the agricultural sector? Yes, I think it is. I think it's, uh, it's telling a positive story mm. uh, and I think that the social media has a big role to play. Mm. I think uh, the young generations, the millennials, uh, all want to know and deserve to know and I think that uh, the social media will definitely evolve mm. um, and uh, ensure that the, the process is transparent and ensure that the transactions are transparent mm. uh, and I think it's a very positive move uh, and it will certainly ensure that all the producers uh, out there are be able to engage with their consumer and it, it works both ways. They'll get messages back about what is not working and what is working but also I think it's important that the producers and the farmers tell their story mm. about what they're doing sure. and some of the hardships and some of the good news and some yeah. of the successes that they've great, achieved. Because yeah. also, I mean, we as consumers are also interested in those narratives and they probably make us even more attracted to some of the foods we consume, those narratives that you're talking about, yeah. whether positive or negative. It's always great to know where your product comes from. Absolutely, and you'll find a lot of product is not uh, branded, so there are not a lot of huge, uh, you find a lot of generic brands mm-hmm. or, or private labels in some of the mm-hmm. retailers, mm-hmm. so it's important for the producers and the commercial entities to tell their story direct to the consumer, and they can do that through social media, mm-hmm. and absolutely, it's a, it's a positive change, uh, and I'm sure it will evolve mm-hmm. further.
Our final question is the industrial revolution, the fourth industrial revolution to be specific. It's bringing a lot of changes, especially worldwide, not just uh, in uh, sub-Saharan Africa. Those changes are just coming now slowly, but surely we're coming into that realization where there's less need of human resource and human capital. We're relying on mechanizations and relying on uh, uh, heavy um, uh, robotics that's in being introduced, maybe not in a heavy scale in Africa, but definitely that's becoming a more of a reality. From where you sit, working with such an international association, how do you think that shift is going to change the agricultural sector in Africa? I think those are tools. I think at the end of the day, it's a people's business. Sure. Uh, at the end of the day, we've got people managing and, and producing on the farms on their own farms and working within companies. Mm. Uh, and I think we've got, con well, we've got consumers consuming the, the fresh forest and buying flowers in the floral industry. Mm. So it's a people's business. Mm. But we have to adopt and we have to align ourselves to these tools mm. which will make our business smarter and better. Uh, and for me, uh, for example, on the, on the droning, uh, you, can, uh, you can drone your farm, you get better information, you can optimize your production, mm. and that means, that means more production and, and more better economy. Uh, and improved results. So I think we must see the technology uh, as enabling us to do better business. But at the end of the day, it's a people's business, and we do and we do primary primary produce to an end consumer. It needs to be direct. It needs to be safe. It needs to be healthy, and it needs to have a story behind it. And I think we're getting it right. Well, those are uh, the views of uh, uh, Trevor Dukes there, who is the chairman of the Produce Marketing Association, the regional office here in uh, the SADC region. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Mr. Dukes, for giving us your time. Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa, where the Africans themselves are speaking around their own industries, around their own politics, and also just uh, uh, the, the things that matter to them. And as I mentioned today, we at this uh, great agricultural gathering here at Eswatini called the Cold Chain Summit. I wish you were here to see uh, what's happening in the main room there. A whole lot of stakeholders, those who are interested in agriculture, newcomers, young people. There's a whole diversity of people in that room really engaging with this issue of uh, uh, the value chain system in the agricultural, uh, agricultural chain system. Uh, but I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll be back after this. When I think back to my childhood, geographically, it reminds me of a time where I was black and only black and only struggling, but at the same time, always reaching for something more, something bigger in a South Africa that was hostile. Hello, Africa. This is 1000 African Voices, and I'm your host, Avurengui. Join me on Channel Africa every Thursday morning between 8 and 9 and on Saturday and Sunday morning between 9 and 10. Rise, Africa, rise. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Building Africa with love. Bujambo Africa. If there are holes in this continental ship, we are its children. Let us go and stop the holes. Let us gladly do it with our hearts. And if we cannot, then let us die. We will make a plug of our brains and put them into the ship, but condemn it never. Catch us on Channel Africa from 10 to 11 a.m. every Friday and Sundays from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m.
well thank you for joining us right here on channel africa you are listening to african dialogue with me benjamin mushatama we're broadcasting from eswatini previously known as swaziland i'm sure you know by now i don't always have to remind you that eswatini is now swaziland but uh, we are right here at the cold chain summit uh, which is taking place at the mavuso trade and exhibition center at uh, manzini and it is a great vibe out here we have exhibitors in the agriculture sector from banking uh, institutions pest controller product stores fruit and vegetable farmers and so many others and it's great to have seen since early this morning from a nine o'clock uh, central african time in the morning network sessions were underway with just people meeting each other uh, exchanging their ideas in terms of uh, farm products uh, relating to processes of foods providers of plant products and agriculture equipment uh, it's just great seeing people exchanging ideas on this great issue on value chain systems in the uh, agricultural sector and I think it's very important to have a SADC meeting such as this because it also allows all the stakeholders in the agricultural sector to collaborate more effectively to exploit markets uh, demanding uh, the region's agricultural goods and I was walking around the stands just now and I had the opportunity to meet Mangoba Tlachwako I thought I, I hope I say that right and he's from sunny farms and a very interesting business model that he has did i say you said him right Mangoba? yes you said it right sir Slacha. Slacha. okay fantastic yes. Mangoba, i mean you are telling me that you were 29 yes sir and you started this company sunny farms before we get into sunny farms why would a 29 year old african be interested in agriculture in a time where people are going into ict and coding and people are investing themselves in bitcoins when are you thinking hey i'm going back to the land of the soil yes <laughs> um yes that's what um came through just looking at uh raised in a in a village mm -hmm. and looking that that's already what's available to us as africans is is the land mm -hmm. and we we need food and uh, just looking at that as like well my community needs food my family needs food and we have land that is already available all that we need to do is taking care of it uh, growing food uh, and we are able to sustain ourselves that way i was like well first it will be for for me and my family and from there it's going to be for the community and before you know it it's for for the entire nation mm -hmm. and it's been working um and all I do, my approach is demonstration farming. I established my demonstration farm and my community comes through. And What's a demonstration farm? A demonstration farm is uh, basically uh, a farm or it's an educating farm. Okay. So you have different kind of methods of growing food and raising animals that people can walk through the farm mm -hmm. and, and look and learn and import that into their communities into their communities into mm. their homes and that has seems to be working other than just taking people inside the building and say we're going to teach you agriculture mm. but if they go out there and touch the soil and look at the animals see the produce mm. people can actually connect uh, with um, the experience with yeah. experience yeah. yes fantastic so tell us a little bit about um, when you started out i want to get your story as a young person because i think it's interesting you had a farm where 
did your family have a farm? How yes. did you actually start out? Yes. Because some people in, on the continent are struggling just getting land in itself. So how did you start out in terms of your project? Yes, uh, actually um, uh, raised by uh, a farmer. My father was doing almost all kind of uh, production in one hectare. That's where my passion for agriculture started and I named my company Sunny Farms after him. Okay. So he did all kind vegetables, raising pigs, uh, chickens, composting on, the, on, the, uh, on one hectare. Mm. So um, from there, that's where I get to learn and develop passion for agriculture. And uh, in Swaziland, we have an advantage of having access to land called chief land. So, um, so you, you, you approach as a young person, you approach the, the chief, the chief dom, when you ask for land. Um, and all you have to do is pay tribute in the form of a cow. And that way you can have, um, you can have uh, about a hectare to two hectares, four hectares, five hectares. Um, and all it takes is just uh, tribute in, in a form of, uh, of a cow. So that's how I got my land. But of course, you get to do your sacrifices there and day. Mm -hmm. And uh, mine was just from savings. Mm -hmm. I had to save money working somewhere, save that money, and from there I got to uh, get chief land. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm working on the chief land, so um, all that you have to do is, is paying tribute to the chief, and you get a cow. I mean, you tribute in the form of a cow, and you get land. You can get up to five hectares, mm -hmm. two hectares, and that's good enough for a small uh, holder farmer. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are challenges in form of, uh, in terms of raising capital to get mm -hmm. other farm inputs. Sure. Uh, but it, we all have something. There is something that you have that you, if you really, uh, ready to go out there, you can put into your farm. And what's beautiful about agriculture, uh, you use what you have too. Mm -hmm. You know, once you have land, you look in terms of what other materials that you can source locally mm -hmm. in your environment and if you're able to take that into the farm and you, you can start you can start from raising your village chickens from fruit scraps mm -hmm. you know you can start your garden from compost mm -hmm. you know instead of going out and looking for artificial fertilizers mm -hmm. you can you can make compost from food scraps and um, um, and then local uh, recyclable um, decomposed biodegrading materials mm -hmm. and you, you start making your own fertilizer right there mm -hmm. before you know it you have a garden but of course there are other inputs that you will need to go out there from friends and families and ask them to help you through yeah. you know yeah you know what's also interesting about what you're talking about is that you not just a farmer but you also have a fertilizing product Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about why you decided not just to also just be a farmer with just fruits and veg and maybe having a few cattle. Did, yeah. did, why did you think it was important maybe to develop your own compost and make it a, turn it into a product? Yes, uh, working with farmers, uh, I've realized that farmers have a lot of degraded, degraded soil. So this, the, the mineral content in soil has gone down because of use of artificial fertilizers, which don't only uh, which are not only degrading the soil but in many ways they are also expensive mm -hmm. so I was like let me provide a growing medium that farmers can use that will be affordable mm -hmm. and that nature can just provide you know and looking 
uh, all communities we have so much waste especially food waste mm -hmm. so all that if we convert it into a rich um, fertilizers it goes back to the garden mm -hmm. and that way we have like a circulating economy so observing that and seeing so much waste that we have from the factory um, uh, um, 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 wood waste mm -hmm. uh, industries there's so much waste that comes out from that so mm -hmm. it's like let me collect that and solve uh, that waste problem but also turn it into gold and distribute yeah. back to farmers which they need and they can get at a affordable price and and before i give you my last question i'm also interested in the fact that you also not just someone who sells that product but you also invest in educating like you were saying educating yeah. communities around farming yeah why is that also an important element i think you're a typical millennial because that's yeah. what millennials do they think sociologically around yeah. helping their communities why do you think that's a, a business approach for you where you can even give back to the community with educating them around farming yeah it's 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 a it's a big part of of uh why the business is there is educating the com the, the the community mm. uh, in terms of agriculture that's what i believe it's important because as africans we do have pretty much everything mm. you know we have land like i've said we are smart people mm. but all that we need to do is more education how to take care of what we have mm. you know and um that's where i was like you know just a bit of knowledge my community can go to the next level mm. we don't really need a lot of outside help because they're already there they're strong yeah. people they work every day ready to work it's mm. just a know-how mm. so uh looking at that i was like well um my people my community my country can go to the next level with just a bit of knowledge so i was like why not if i've already tested some methods taught myself got some knowledge as traveling to other countries i've learned a lot of skills so let can i bring that and share it with the community which is what we call a concept of lilima you know coming together as a community and share knowledge and work together and i believe that will take us to the next level so there's probably um a farmer who's your age somewhere or even younger yeah. and uh, is facing obstacles around their farming projects so why would you encourage young people to invest themselves in the agricultural uh, sector do you think there's still potential there do you think it's something that uh, young africans can go back into that sector and say hey we can actually contribute there yes yes i'll say to that young farmer out there it might be challenging thinking about how to raise money and just that loneliness of being by yourself while everybody's doing all different stuff i say hold on and bambelela be strong because um there is future in agriculture you know there is there is money in agriculture and there's so much that you can do uh you can raise the money you, you can teach other people you can sustain yourself in agriculture and whatever that we do into the soil whatever that we put into the soil it will it will reward us it will pay us back you know so um there's nothing else that i can imagine that you whatever that you put it gives back to you and mm -hmm. to your generations so think about the people that have took care of the soil till now mm -hmm. till today we're still eating we're still having fresh produce because somebody have maintained the land mm -hmm. so 
that legacy is with you as a young person right now for the next generation. So I'll say it's just encouraging, Fantastic. seeing things grow, yeah. you know, feeding your people and, um, and just being part of what God has designed and placed as a gift to man. Fantastic. Thank yes, you so sir. much, Mangoba. And uh, how can people get hold of what you do? Maybe they should go to your website, www.sunnyfarms.com, Teaching Sustainable Agriculture. Uh, that was Mangoba Hlachwayo. He is the director of his own company, Sunny Farms, and a fantastic youth story there, right here at the Cold Chain Summit, uh, which is taking place at the Mavuso Trade and Exhibition Center in Eswatini. Let me take a quick break. Uh, we, as I uh, started the program, it was looking at marketing in the value chain system. Now we're talking about education and also the participation of young people in that value chain system, very important. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll bring you with uh, much more issues around this value chain system on how it can actually work in uh, the agricultural sector. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back after this. Tune in to Vision 2030 with Ona Pateke and Tabila Masugu, the new show revolving around the Sustainable Development Goals and Agenda 2030. Every Tuesday, 10 to 11 a.m. Central African Time. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Channel Africa One. Hashtag Vision 2030. Change Your Game is a weekly entrepreneurial program that targets entrepreneurs, especially youth, on the African continent. Last year, Google named me as one of the brightest young minds in the world. The program seeks to portray various opportunities and options that are available for entrepreneurs. I came up with the way for the world not to bark. It focuses and highlights real issues concerning entrepreneurship. There are so many people whose potential is still untapped. At Change Your Game, we believe entrepreneurs are the key drivers of tomorrow's African innovations and essential to creating a thriving African economy. Southern Africa, the African perspective. Yeah, we are right here at the Cold Chain Summit. Thank you for joining me, Benjamin Shatam on African Dialogue, where we are hosting outside the country, actually. We are not in South Africa in our Johannesburg studios at the SABC today. Uh, we are right here at uh, Manzini in Eswatini. And a great uh, gathering that's taking place. As you can hear, there's a lot of energy there in the background. We're at the Cold Chain Summit, which is bringing together various stakeholders and key players in the agricultural sector uh, in the SADC region. Not only that, but also in other parts of the continent. And the main focus is how to make the value chain systems in the agricultural sector and right now to wrap up our conversation we've been having very interesting conversations around the value chain system we're now joined by Nicholas Chocho who is the package manager Pack House Manager, that's the Pack House Manager of NNL uh, Fresh Produce. Uh, thank you, Nicholas, for giving us your time. Okay, thank you. Tell us a little bit about NLN. Uh, what does it stand for? Uh, LNL is, stands for Lusutu Nelubovane Luyasonda. Lusutu is the main river that supplies water to our projects. Then we've got the dam that is called Lubovane, hence the LNL. Oh, fantastic. So it's got a geographical <laughs> uh, framework. I love that idea. Tell us a little bit about what you do in your organization. In our organization, basically, uh, the agricultural sector in Swaziland is mainly dominated by sugarcane. Okay. So as a result of that, we want to change from sugarcane to other crops. Mm. 
that we can be able to consume and export at the same time. So on the, 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 the success of sugarcane is basically the ease of marketing of the sugar. So a lot of farmers that are in sugarcane don't have the challenges that, um, the marketing challenges that are faced by the, the, the farmers that are growing other crops other than sugarcane. So basically what we are trying to bridge is the marketing of the other crops. Then we have formed a company that called LNL that will be assisting in the marketing and advising the farmers on the production of other crops other than sugarcane. How important is that diversification of products and why do you as um, an organization or a company think it's important to have that particular focus for um, Eswadini to have that um, a different uh, possibility in the agricultural sector? Uh, mainly it's the fluctuation of prices in the sugar industry. The moment the prices of sugar canes are down, then basically the whole of Swaziland is down. Mm. So we want to diversify our mm. crops. And for the fact that uh, sugar cane is not our stable food, and it's something that we cannot consume much in the country, mm. so we want something that will be able to feed the nation and also uh, generate revenue. Yeah. And how challenging has that been? Or are people willing to make that shift in, in the agricultural sector in the country? Uh, the problem is uh, the financing of that mm. because of the marketing challenges. Mm. Now that we've formed the LNL that is going to look at the marketing of the produce that is coming from that, mm. even the financiers now are getting interest in funding the farmers that are on alternative cash crops mm. because now they are guaranteed that their produce is going to be sold and is going to reach international markets. That's why the summit we are trying to promote that uh, uh, link between the international community, the regional markets and meeting new connections so that we can be able to move the farmers produce. Mm. And I'm sure that uh, you know earlier on we were speaking about the issue of marketing but I'm sure in the whole process the, the the packaging element is very important in that mm. regard because as much as we can emphasize uh, the that particular fact that yes production has to take place mm. but production without efficient uh, packaging sometimes it can break um, that trust in your product even if it's an agricultural product and can have a generic look but sometimes we gain more trust in products when you have that packaging element in, incorporated into them. Yeah, initially we, the, we were looking at quality that yeah. we need to maintain, that's sure. why we've got the extension wing mm. that makes sure that from the fold to the pack house the, 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 the produce has met the expectations of our consumers. Okay. Then also then the packaging itself it is very important. It, the, the, the produce itself it says through the way you have, market, uh, you, have, you have packaged it and how it actually looks. So the consumer will actually look at the produce and then the quality and the packaging itself. It, this is very important. Indeed, yeah. Do you think that's something that we take for granted in the African um, agricultural sector? Do you think packaging and uh, the whole imagery of our product is something that we can heighten in terms of how we execute the, that, that marketing element of things? Definitely, yes. Ma uh, packaging is, is very important because different countries, they are used to different packaging patterns. Yeah. And yeah, it changes the, the, the whole value sure. of, of the crop itself. Yeah. Tell us how. Uh, in different countries have got different size distributions that sure. they actually want. Mm. Uh, for baby vegetables, different sizes, how you package it, and the, the, the length of, of our baby vegetables, the sizes for different markets, you, 
you have different sizes that you can send to whatever market and the way you display it, mm. it, it is completely different for different markets. So, like, there is value to, 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 to all the packaging st- uh, styles that we And, we and that I'm sure that's why your organization or your company is important because mm. you can give people that kind of um, um, information for them to understand the variables in that regard. Yes. Yeah, 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 and also let's 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 speak about also just uh, where we need to improve in that particular element. Uh, how do we actually take that and maximize it? Because it is an important part of of the value chain system. Yeah, packaging it, it is very important, and the I think we need to have a good uh, relationship with the actual manufacturers of the packaging material then also we need to have a good understanding of what our customers uh, require then that knowledge it it, it will assist we really need to up our packaging and especially the branding part of it because you 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 build by branding you build the reputation of your own company. What people they associate with certain brands, and certain qualities, and certain packing standards. You know, mm. so they, then you build your, your 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 reputation by that. And and here at the the, the, the summit, what what are you aiming to achieve as we wrap it up? What are your hopes that uh, after the summit you accomplish a, a particular thing from this particular gathering? What what would you like to achieve? One, it's new connections, definitely, and the new markets then how can we be assisted in the value chain? Sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, sir, for giving us your time. That's uh, Nicholas Chocho, who is the Peckhouse a farmer of L&L, uh, which is uh, here exhibiting here and uh, uh, very interesting processes. And we brought him in just to get feeling give you that feeling rather on just the different elements that are being incorporated in this particular summit and there's so many diversity in what people are actually bringing into this conversation here but we have to let it go there and we have to wrap it up that's it from me benjamin mushatama until next time uh, from the cold chain summit right here at eswatini Uh, god bless